Hey all, it's Evan Hill here of Real Hawk Talk. Super excited to talk to you about our good friends over at Burgermaster. If you know anything about me, I crave burgers in my sleep. I do not mess around. Started in 1952, Burgermaster is the best burger chain in Washington State. They have locations all over the Puget Sound in Aurora, Bellevue, Everett, Mill Creek, University, and Mount Vernon. Their fresh ingredients and classic driving experience make them the greatest burger chain in the state of Washington. Stop by Burgermaster on your way home from a Seahawks game. You won't regret it. Hey everyone, it's Brian. The real estate market is crazy. Finding an agent you can trust isn't easy. Thankfully, the one thing I'm more certain of than Brian Schottenheimer calling a running play on second and long is that you can trust John Hurlbut and his team in Altitude Homes. I know John personally, and nobody does it better in Pierce, South King, and Thurston County. So head on over to altitude-re.com HB to get real estate help you need. That's altitude-re.com HB. Or give them a call at 253-222-2626. Again, that's 253-222-2626. Go Hawks! Hey all, Evan Hill here of Real Hawk Talk. Super excited to talk to you guys about our good friend Blake Johnson of ManifestFit.com. Football season is quickly approaching, and it is a struggle to stay in shape while eating burgers and nachos. ManifestFit.com is your one only true online personal training service with workout and nutrition programs specifically based on your needs. They work with clients all over the U.S. and what makes Blake and ManifestFit.com so unique is that they don't believe training should be a luxury item. Now's the time to start. Head over to ManifestFit.com, click on how to join and fill out the form. Their team will get back to you ASAP and help you start building a healthier, happier, louder Seahawks fan life. Okay. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the 131st, ep- 35th episode of Real Hawk Talk. This is Brian Nemhauser at Hawk Blogger on Twitter. We got a great show tonight uh, celebrating a 12 and 4 division winning season for the Seahawks, celebrating the third seed in the NFC going into the playoffs, a bunch of other stuff to celebrate and look forward to. Also, going to be some, some things to talk about. The team didn't do well. Um, and uh, we got a really special guest for you tonight as well. Um, before I get and bring him in, let me just introduce the fellows you already know. Uh, Jeff Simmons, uh, at Real Jeff Simmons on Twitter up in uh, Canada. How you doing, Jeff? What's going on? Yeah, you described us, my state of mind very well. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure. <laughs> we'll get into it. And then uh, Evan Hill, at Evan and SEA, frosting his tips down there in Phoenix. How you doing? Doing good, man. I have conflicting feelings right now, but... Yeah, yeah. Well, that's to be expected with you, but but uh, the, the the special guest, uh, born in Seattle, uh, Seattle yeah. native, um, you know, a guy that if you haven't seen, I don't know what. Maybe you just don't have a TV or you don't have a you don't watch movies or anything. But one of my favorite actors and also a massive Seahawks fan. The only thing I hold against him is he bashed in the brains of one of my favorite characters on one of my favorite shows, but we'll talk about that another time. So uh, the man, the myth, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm really good, man. Thank you for having me. And that was a great introduction. So much cooler than frosting my tips in Phoenix. I appreciate that. <laughs> you know, it's a low bar. It's a low bar. You've got it. So um, honors go to our special guest. Uh, you were just sharing before we got on the game, got on the show, uh, wow. <laughs> your uh, mixed reactions to to watching the Seahawks game today. How I mean, how the game got super great that uh, you know we we won the NFC West, but I, I I just find myself getting 
second half of the season has been a lot of being pissed off even when we pull out a victory. And this was kind of another one of those games where I, you know, up until two minutes, two and a half minutes left to go in the game, I was, I told you, I was texting you. Like I couldn't do the show because I'm throwing, I'm too busy throwing out every dish we have uh, over the railing of my house right now. So it's just tough to, to play that crappy for three and a half quarters and then, and then do what the Seahawks do, which is great because we get the W. But to get there, it's such a pain in the ass, and I don't understand it. It is. It is. Uh, can you tell us a little bit, um, uh, indulge us on, you know, your first, you know, uh, entrance into becoming a Seahawks fan? Like, when did you become a Seahawks fan? What were your first teams that you cheered for? Uh, yeah, at the inception. Um, at the inception of the Seahawks. I remember going to games with my dad in the Kingdom and um, – uh, you know, I, I was a big fan of the zone and or the Zorn and Largent years. Um, but I had a couple of favorite players over the years. Uh, Kenny Easy was a big time favorite. I love Dan Dornick. Um, but I remember Ephraim Herrera. I remember all those guys. Um, so it's been a, you know, it's been a long road. And then the last, you know, the last decade or so um, has been unbelievably great. And it's been you know, the coolest thing in the world to follow this team and this coach and see what they've done. And I was at the Super Bowl when we won and um, it was the greatest moment of my life. Don't tell my wife that because uh, <laughs> she would think that the other things probably should rank up there, but it was without a doubt the single greatest moment of my life. Um, I was able to raise the 12th man flag once before and that was, you know, as cool as it gets if you're a Seahawk fan. But right now, I just want these guys to figure it the fuck out. Yeah. Yeah. God. And, I mean, and, it's and, great to be a Hawk fan until, you know, Sundays come and you're just stressed out the whole day. Well, yeah, you need massive quantities of substances uh, to get. Yeah, to Hawks game. that's exactly right. You know, this is that like Coca-Cola that I'm drinking. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that so that's that. Yeah. So I've been I've been a fan for the, since the beginning of the Seahawks and used to go and watch the practices and all that stuff when I was a kid and. You know, I, I just love them. And now without the Sonics, obviously, uh, I put all my attention on the Seahawks. I've never been a big Mariners guy, unfortunately. Well, that's that is actually that's maybe that's... fortunately. Yeah, yeah maybe <laughs> fortunately. I mean, I, there was a period of time when we had like Randy Johnson that was interesting. But, you know, I'm here to talk about the Seahawks. Yeah. And you you were a, you were a basketball player, weren't you? Uh, in high yeah. school? Is that yeah, right? yeah. You were almost a college player. Is that right? I was a college player. Yeah. Yeah. But I didn't last in college very long. Uh, I blew my knee and, and uh, uh, also got the shit kicked out of me by some, uh, uh, some, some, uh, some folks up there that didn't like that. I slicked back my hair. Uh, <laughs> no, seriously. Of- that's why I got beat up by like six guys and I got stabbed and I was like, that's no. it. What? Yeah. 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 Oh, it wasn't, I- it wasn't great. It wasn't great. But then, you know, I, I, uh, I moved to downtown Seattle and, and then my life kind of shifted to what I do now. So um, I went from basketball and thinking that I could be, you know, Paul Westfall to not that at all. And I'm going to be an actor because I have no skills in the world at all. Well, <laughs> it's worked out for the rest of us that you found that path. Um, uh, well, I appreciate it. Well, you know, I'll let Evan and, and uh, Jeff get in here in a second, but yeah. um I got to say, like, here's where I am, guys, coming out of that game. So totally agree. Painful to watch. Painful to see the offense struggle. I thought the 49ers defense played really, really well. I think they played really, really well for the last half of the season. I think they've been one of the best, definitely one of the top five defenses during that time. 
think they had a good game plan. I think that the Seahawks still are trying to find that rhythm on offense heading into the postseason. They did score 20 points in the fourth quarter. Russ made some good throws. He made, he missed some throws. He just like that's a lot of throws in the fourth quarter with Tyler wide open 40 yards downfield. And he's like 15 yards off. I'm like, wow, that's, that's a weird play, but here's, here's where I am. Can I say one thing? Yes. Anyone yeah, yeah, that, uh, okay, I, I'm really having trouble understanding what the hell's happened to Russ. And I love Russell Wilson, but the whole second half of the season, man, it's been a different guy. Do you have any, do you have any theories? I, I, I wish I had some theories. If I had some theories, I'd be, you know, trying to get a hold of him and saying, you know, here's what, but I mean, you know, one or two bad games, maybe, and then, you know, he's going to bounce back and he just has well, bounced back. Here's the, here's the thing. We know Russell is a super streaky player, but we've never seen a streak like this from him. His accuracy looks off. His decision-making looks off. He almost looks skittish from that, you know, four or five game stretch where he had, you know, like eight, or nine turnovers or whatever it was. We really haven't seen Russell be Russell since week six or, or week seven. And one thing we keep talking about on this show, we've been talking about for the past eight to nine weeks is these past few games were critical for Russell and this offense to get into rhythm entering the playoffs. Yes, they won today's game. Yes, they exploded in the fourth quarter. Yes, you know, things looked right late. But the reality is, is, if this team is going to win a Super Bowl, I believe Russell has to be playing at an MVP level. Yes. And he's not yeah. playing like it. And he's not not even close to playing like it. Yeah, yeah. And- but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like, that is that is a very – like, if we want – if our bar was we wanted the Seahawks to be the clear favorites for the ring or even the NFC Championship going in, they're not there. They are not the clear favorites. I think we can all agree on that. But here's the other way to look at it. The defense played well again today even against that Richie Cunningham looking motherfucker at quarterback. And, and if you have that defense playing like that, this was the first time they gave up more than 20 points in like six games. Yeah. And, and, and if you have them and you have Russell, who is now in multiple games, led clutch drives to win ball games against quality, quality defenses. You tell me a team that wants to face the Seahawks in the playoffs. I don't think you're going to find one. I don't think I don't think we have to feel comfortable about it, but I think, I think the Rams are like shit right now. I don't I think, think the crazy. Rams are scared, and we're playing them in a week. Uh, I yeah. don't. I don't think the Rams are like, oh no, it's the Seahawks. I think they're like, yeah, thank God it's the Seahawks. That's, really, that's the thing. That's, I do. I think it, the Rams in particular. Rams or Arizona are both bad bets for us. I don't like either of them. I was really hoping they'd end up playing Arizona. I would have. I don't know who I prefer. I, I was you know, hoping Goff is kind of. I don't. I, I, I'd rather see golf than Murray, but um, I don't think they're. I don't think they're sweating us. I don't. I I I, I get where you're coming from. I, I I see it a little differently. I don't. I don't think teams want to play the Seahawks right now. I, I don't. I, I think the Seahawks. Look, what's the one game they've lost? One game in the last half of the season, right? Like they to lost the Giants. They lost wow. the Giants. Otherwise, aren't they like? Seven and one, or six and one yeah. in their last seven games. Yeah, killed well, I'll say this: the defense out. is rocking it. The I, turnaround I, has been unbelievable. Yeah, that is, uh, and that gives me great hope. But I'm still worried about Russ uh, only showing up with uh, a quarter to go. I, that worries me a great deal because eventually we're not going to be able to come back from, you know, seven down, 
10 down, we can, we count on Russ to be able to pull it out in the fourth quarter. And, and he does, you know, at least, you know, five or six times this year, but at some point, you know, we're not playing playoff teams now, not the giants or the jets or, you know, these teams that are decimated with injuries, these are going to be playoff teams. So it's going to be different and it'll be hard to, it's going to be tough. Mr. Simmons. Yes. Mr. Simmons. Uh, did you get a chance I mean, to watch any of Mr. Walford at quarterback? Assuming that that's I the had it on like the backup game. And oh, I was watching the Packers. Ugh. Yeah. So yeah, Walford played and he looked like a backup quarterback. They used him to, he can scramble a little bit and get a couple decent deep shots down the field, but he's clearly a backup quarterback. It's not like Jared Goff is still a better quarterback than Wofford. So he didn't he's look streaky. Part- I mean, yeah, go ahead. No, he, he didn't look particularly good or anything. He just didn't look like a total disaster, which to them is probably promising. Well, Goff is pretty much out, right? Like that's pretty much certain. I would, I would assume so. Broken thumb. Okay. Oh, I would think he'd try to get back. I mean, he played with that thing without a bandage on it against us. But I mean, I I don't know. I hadn't heard. Yeah, he had he had surgery. It's it's it's, yeah. it's unlikely he's going to be back for the first game. But I think you're right. I think he'll try to play. But having a having surgery on your throwing hand and uh, playing in two weeks is. Hey, just uh, does anybody know what happened to Jamal Adams? That's what I was about to ask. Is there any update? Do we know? Yeah, was... is it just a stinger or is it bad? Uh. He did go back onto the field, though. Note, note that on that last he drive. Did. He did. Oh. On the sack. Oh, I didn't know that. So Great. I noticed that after the fact. Somebody posted a screenshot. So he obviously didn't look happy on the bench, and the commentators di- weren't, you know, dispelling a super positive <laughs> no, outlook. He looked upset. <laughs> but he did look upset. Uh, okay, I figured out what happened with David Moore at the end. What, ha- what was that? Apparently he needed one more catch to hit an incentive in his contract. <sighs> Oh. And so they gave him a little cheap one. So yeah. they gave him that little handoff pass. Yeah. yeah. Whatever that was. It, I mean, it was probably a sizable bump. We're probably talking like 250 grand. Like, that's not nothing. He had a receptions <laughs> incentive, apparently. No, that's great. Okay. Well, that's cool then. Because uh, I was yelling at TV too. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> that was now really I feel weird. better. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we we've got in our chat. I uh, got a, a few a few people in there, and there's all sorts of conflicting reports in there about Jamal. So we're gonna wait on the official word and not uh, not guess on that one. Um, you know, as far as as turning our attention to to next week um, and and the Rams, that is the that is the game we've got. Um, and the Seahawks, the way I look at it, and that's why I'm really interested in your take on this, Jeffrey, because. The way I look at it is the Seahawks have dominated the Rams for six out of the eight quarters that they played them. The Rams had the for a good first half down in LA and they did shit against the Seahawks for the last six quarters. They couldn't do anything. What's our record in the last like three years with them? Oh, not good. Horrible. It's not good at all. I, I I think McVay is a really good coach against the Seahawks. I really think he's, I think they're always well-prepared even when they're shorthanded and even when we should, on paper, we beat them by two scores at least every game. And God dang it, if they aren't, if they don't come out and give us their best game of the year almost every game. Now, you're right. We have, we have, I agree, beat them six of eight quarters in the last year. I agree with that. 
Are are you? Is it possible that we're in one of your movies and there's a time travel thing and you are Evan like later in life because you you and him have the exact same takes on the Rams and McVeigh. Oh, that's not good. That's it, not good I, I think for your brand, we're gonna have to figure out some way to separate you two. You do not okay, want just ask to ask about the Cardinals, man. You do well, not that? want that. No, but you're right. I mean, it's true. But like, look, if you're the Rams about- just always scare me. I don't. It's oh, those yeah. division games. Uh, they always scare. I'd rather play anybody else. I was really hoping Arizona would win today. You were hoping to what? And that Arizona would win today. I, I did not want to play the Rams. Yeah, I, I you know Arizona always gets up me too. I, those two teams the last few years have always always played their best games against the Seahawks. Always. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad we're at home. I, I think it's great we're at home. But again, you know, we don't no really have yeah. that true home field advantage. Although I'd feel really good if we were at home uh, in a normal year. I yeah. just think it'd be a tight game. I, I, I'd be interested to know what Goff does. Because, uh, you know, he's a guy that also can throw four interceptions in a game. That's exactly and that's, right. That's the guy I like. I like him. <laughs> I'm so much less concerned about who's playing quarterback for the Rams next week and, and the much defense. more concerned with their defense. Like yeah. to me, I know that's an obvious, you know, observation, but like, no, you're right. We, we have been talking Jeffrey Moore. You haven't been on this show for the past couple of weeks, but we have been talking all fucking year long about how these four to five weeks were critical yeah. For the offense to get into rhythm, figure it out, figure out their identity, go with whatever is working and develop yeah. some sort of momentum entering the playoffs. It, I get it. It, it's really, really frustrating because we know what this team is capable of. We know what this offense is capable of, capable of after the first five to six weeks, they are number one scoring offense, offense in the NFL, like pair that offense or something even close to it with, with yeah. how they're currently playing on defense on defense. And my, my, my confidence would skyrocket, yeah. but like, I'm really conflicted about this team right now. I I'm happy, you know, they won 12 games, but at the end of the day, like I, I believe playoffs are obviously so much more important and, you know, it, it's been a while since they've done damage in the playoffs. It's been six years since they've won a divisional round game. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I, I look think there's at, a little tension there. Wrong. You're not wrong, and and you're right. If our offense offense can't move the ball or score, we can't score. I mean, we just don't score for you know four quarters. <laughs> while four I'm quarters. and while I'm optimistic about this defense, like they're going to be playing some really good offenses in yeah. the playoffs. Packers, Green, like Aaron Rodgers. I don't know if you guys watched him today. He was insane. Yeah. Like he, all the advanced analytics had him posting insane numbers. Um, he, the, you, that's all true. But here's the thing. Um, there's not a team that's faced the defenses that the Seahawks have over the last six games of the season. Like there's not, there's no other team. There just isn't. And if the Seahawks, I think, I think the Seahawks are going to be favored by four to six points against the Rams in this game. I think that's the right spread. I think the Seahawks should win this game. And I don't think there's a single defense the Seahawks are going to play the rest of the way after the Rams that will come close to the defense. Look, we better win. You're right. We (laughs) should win. We should be favored. We should absolutely win, Brian. You're not wrong about that. But it's going to come down to the last fucking possession. It's going to be annoying. It's going to be annoying. Yes. We're going to be down four with, you know, a minute and a half left. But but but. What? Play, how many playoff games are blowouts? There's just not that many. Like well, the, not with us, but the, not, <laughs> not with us. <laughs> the 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 Seahawks. 
are playing the type of games that they're going to have to play in the playoffs to win. Now, is the offense playing well enough to be the favorite? No. But, you know, if you put the Seahawks offense up against the Packers defense, I think they put up 30 points. What? I don't know if I'm there yet, man. No, not 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 right. Not as they are currently. Not as they are currently. I agree that the Green Bay defense might not be great, but they're not. We're not 30 points on them. And the problem with that is the next two weeks they would have to have Rams, who are probably the best defense in the NFL, and then the mm-hmm. Saints. The Saints have been really good defensively. They have. Yep. So that's two games in a row where it's hard to see the offense just jumping back to normal. It's going yeah. to be a slug yeah. again. I think that's true. I think I think they're very likely to play the Rams. Obviously, going to play the Rams, and then they're they're likely to play the Saints. Um, is, yeah, is how it'll probably that. work out. And then we'll see whether or not the oh Bucks, god, those Bucks, are rough games. Wow. The Bucks or the Packers. I mean, It'll everyone's assuming we're going to play the Packers. I'm not assuming if you beat the Rams and you beat the Saints. Not easy to do. Not saying it's no. a given. I think there's a decent chance the Bucks beat Green Bay, and then you're playing at home for the NFC Championship against the Bucks. Uh, look, if we beat the Rams and the Saints and we were going to the NFC Championship against whoever, I would like our chances because that means we just went through two really good defenses. I'll feel a lot better. I'm just going off what I saw today because that's what I just <laughs> watching. Not good. <laughs> yeah, it was that's rough. What's stuck in my <laughs> head right now. Now, I sure, sure, you know, the Seahawks have a way of also playing down to whoever they're playing. Whatever the competition level is, they play down to that. I, I'm hoping in the playoffs we're playing better teams, and all of a sudden, you know, we're watching another good football team. again. Yeah, good football. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you guys know. I mean, it, look, it's a, it, as a Hawk fan, we go through this almost every week. It seems like um, it's fun talking to you guys, just because you understand my frustrations in life, yeah. <laughs> um, and and they all really all stems from the Seahawks. So. Uh, this is good. It's good to talk to you guys and air this out. Is this like therapy for you? Because <laughs> it's it is a for little us. bit like therapy. Because I really <laughs> nice to know we're not alone. about this. Yeah, yeah. You have to understand that the people come to this post game show and they're looking for like after the, like the Seahawks. I think they won. I can't remember which game they won. They like did something and they oh, came the Washington game. We were yes, just Washington. Like, I guess Washington. And and they're up twenty to three and they almost blew it right. Yeah, yeah. It was just brutal. Everyone was like, hey, we won. We beat a good defense. And this group was just so pissed. Oh, good. Good, so- good. <laughs> That's why I was texting you before the game. I'm like, man, I'm right on the edge of like, I'm pissed. So don't expect some like happy, let's, you know, yay, no. Seahawks. This oh, is no. all fucking That's not that show. No. Oh, good. Yeah, these are my type of guys. Just like, wow, wow, wow. I just <laughs> I don't get how they can't get DK Metcalf the ball. I don't either. It doesn't matter. Like, how can we not run, give him yeah. the ball? Run, run, you can't run a slant to him. You can't and run. Tyler Lockett is always fucking open. But that's I think okay. he proved that he proved that tonight. He's but isn't that open. isn't that good news? Isn't that good yeah, news? That Tyler Lockett had his I first thought that was big the game development of the game in the second half of the season. He, he was two, 12 catches, two touchdowns. Like, look, he loves I'm playing not, in Arizona. You don't know me, but I'm not. I'm not all sunshine and lollipops. I'm coming across that way in this this uh, this podcast. But I think that there were some really positive um, indicators. The Tyler Lockett progression in this game, and that they were able to. He he was a factor throughout the game. And if Russell had actually made some better throws, he would have been yeah. an even bigger factor in this game. 
And Tyler Lockett has been a non-factor for like six or seven games. So I, I think that's a, I think that's a big deal yeah. and it's going to make defenses have to honor him. And it could leave DK a little bit more. Well, and like you said, you know, we get past the Rams, which I think is a mistake even talking about right now, but <laughs> let's say we do not fucking wood. Um, we're not going to have another defense quite as strong as the Rams ever again, yeah. you know, and, and we do have some weapons that are insane. I mean, I'm, I'm with you. Let's get DK the ball. He is a beast. I don't care. Hand it to him. Just, you know, line him up behind Carson. Carson's a fullback. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Give him the ball today for 21 yards. How can, I don't get it. How, well, I mean, he did, he did break Largent's record and we should do 1300 yards. That's pretty cool. Many years uh, between now and those days. So I remember that season. But also, you know, DK was halfway there midway through the season, or more than he was oh, three yeah. quarters of the way to this record. You know? and yeah, just, yeah. Well, well, and and the other piece that I think is is a hidden one that we're probably missing is Brandon Shell hasn't played for three games, four games. This guy was one of the most critical parts of the offensive line. A boy, he's played well. He did not play well today. Nah, he yeah, got yeah, yeah. Beat today. And yeah. what's the deal with him? He was uh, he's on like COVID watch. Close right? contact. Close contact. He All tested right. negative. I think very likely he'll be back. I'm not too worried about that, unless obviously you know he gets some positive test between now and then. Um, so I, I think that could be a really big improvement. Too. I do too. I, I I actually agree with you on that one, Brian. You're and, correct. Thank you. Thank you. You're I welcome. appreciate that. His <laughs> last four games, he has one game over sixty yards. Yep. Yeah, targets are really, there. He really hasn't had a good game since that Monday no. night game against. But do you put Dallas. that on DK? Do you put that on Russ? I put that on the whole offense. Shotty. I put that on give, shot. Give me a give me a blame pie. What percentage <laughs> is on DK? What percentage is on Russell? And what percentage is on Shoddy? Jeffrey, uh, I give very little on DK. He has a couple drop passes. That that touchdown he dropped a couple games ago is still in my head. Um, Shoddy and Russ. Russ has missed him more than a few times when was um, the last time russell connected with dk on a deep ball uh, i don't remember that's my point i don't remember it's gone it is gone and and there was a while there that every game they were good for one 50 plus yard play a game i mean it was it was kind of it was like watching lynn swan and terry bradshaw in the golden years of that um it's worrisome it's and it's not just the eye like the eye test he has his longest catch in the last five games is 21 yards. Yeah. 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 Well, that's, I got to say for me, it's 80% Russ, 20% shoddy. Like, yeah. shoddy's got to be. That's, that's okay. I feel like Russ is not targeting him. We, we saw it in the first Rams game. Russ just decided to not challenge Jalen Ramsey whatsoever and took took DK out of the game for no reason. That wasn't a shoddy move. That's that's Russ not choosing to challenge. Yeah, there you're right. He hasn't he didn't challenge the Rams at all. He didn't he didn't even throw it his way. And when he did, it was a huge third down conversion. But um, you're right. He, he wasn't targeted. Guys, it's the fucking elephant in the room. If Russell continues if to play like talking this. Like it. If Russell continues to play like this, as optimistic as I want to be about this team, they're not going to do shit in the playoffs. And, it, and if Russell plays next Sunday, like he did today, they're losing to the Rams. Nope. Yeah, they are. Nope. Yeah, they are. The Rams will not tolerate that shit. I don't know. I, I mean, I think it's going to be a close game regardless, but I, I, I think we'd be in big fucking trouble. I, I, we can't play like we did today, and the Rams will for sure beat us if we play like today. I think you guys are mixing up what will be a hard 
frustrating close game to watch and a game we'll lose. Like no, 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 Rams, no. I don't the Rams mind. Rams have got John game, but but I, you know it's it's a it's an unneeded close game. Yes, that's what I'm talking yes. about. We yes. don't need you know you know what I'm saying. Yes. Uh, it's the bullshit game that we let teams back into, or there's no way we should be behind. Um, you know, for many reasons. Now the Rams are a hell of a team defensively, so Russ can't kind of half-ass play. He's got to fucking come out. Hundred percent, hundred percent agree, and, and agree on all those pieces of like shitty games shouldn't be that close, all that kind of thing. But Evan said if they play like they played today, they lose for sure. To on win. offense, yes, exactly. I, I think you're like over like the Rams scored eighteen points. They scored eleven points on actually they scored nine points on offense today. If I'm if I'm correct, I think oh, they had right. a defensive touchdown a and a safety. John Walford had no touchdowns. You know, like, and the Seahawks just beat their asses last week. They they dominated and got stronger in that game. The Rams had no answer, and that was with Jared Goff. So, I don't. Our see defense why, was insane. Yeah. I don't see why the Rams would get better against the Seahawks next week. And I think the Seahawks, because like Brian, if this look at this, if the Seahawks had scored twenty six points, and they they'd gotten the twenty six points with the yardage they have with uh you know everything being the same but they gotten it evenly across this game i think you guys would all have a different take on this if they or if they've had those if they had scored 20 points in the first quarter and then held on to win i think you'd have a different feeling about <laughs> then we'd be pissed about the that. fact of the matter that I, would, scored... I, I would be so happy if that's how we lost though <laughs> if we came out and scored 20 in the first quarter i'd be like i'll take that that just is a pleasant change of pace that's what yeah that's the way the season started right they were always yeah. ahead and barely holding on I can't say yeah. I love that much either, but anyway, Jeff, I just think Rams, I think the Rams are tough. I think that that's a tough game for us. I think the Seahawks have always had an issue with the Rams. That's all. I, I, I look, I think that we should win. Absolutely. And I think you guys are right about Russ. I mean, he is the barometer. Either he plays top five and I don't think he has to be MVP to me. He has to be a sure. top five NFL quarterback and, and make good decisions. And not turn the ball over. I'd be willing even to say top 10 and they'll go far with this defense. Yeah. But to win a ring top five, he's going to have to make big plays and big moments. And I'm not sure he's, he's played. We got some injury updates. Oh boy. Hit me. Oh no. So Pete said Jamal hurt his shoulder, but early indications from the trainers are that he'll be able to play next week. We'll see what that means. Rashad Penny had a cramp and is fine. Jaron Reed has an oblique strain. Yeah. That that could keep him out. And by the way, people were giving me shit all week about Damon Harrison and speaking up about it. I wasn't like freaking out, but I thought it was a really stupid strategic decision by the Seahawks not to find some way to involve Damon Harrison in the game plan so that they I have to. Did too. And then cut him. At, if you're not going to use him in the playoffs, fine. Now Jaron Reed goes out. Who's your third defensive tackle? Who's your no. third defensive tackle? Nobody. They don't, have one. Yep. they don't have one because they cut him for no fucking reason. There was no reason for them to make that move. If they had just found some snaps, the only reason they did it is to get Brian Monet some snaps and Monet's better than snacks. That's fine. But like, why the hell not just find some way to rotate Harrison in, keep him happy, keep him on the roster and give yourself some flexibility. We have freaking like crazy people on our roster that we don't need that aren't important. So I think I think that was just a dumb move, and hopefully it doesn't come back to bite us. But if if Reed can't play, 
I think he got two defensive tackles. I can't tell you how fucking angry I was that Green Bay picked him up. <laughs> they did? I didn't even know they that. They did. Yes. yes. Oh, Hacker. my God. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he fills like a major hole on their defense. It's fucking horrible. <laughs> Oh my God. I'm so mad. It was like day one. They picked him up. <laughs> I had no idea. I missed that on my little alerts. Wow. Well, thanks for ruining my day. <laughs> oh my God. Cause in my head, I'm like, God, we should, we should call him right now. And Pete needs to say whatever Bring he's going to say and say, you're in here. I'm so sorry. It's done. We're screwed about that. It's done. Um, it's probably important to know Jamal Adams shoulder. It's his, it's a different shoulder than the one he hurt earlier. Oh, so it's not God. a re-injury. It's a new injury. Um, it's his left shoulder, right? Yeah, could could that could be good news or bad news? I don't know, but but uh, I kind of see well, that as potentially good. If news. he was really back in the game, I feel much better about. It. I was just going off his face, and and after he took that little chip block, I, I you know it didn't look like much, but his face was like. He wasn't going to play again the rest of the season, as far as I can tell. But he's so intense; it's hard to fucking know. Yeah, I I don't know. We're getting conflicting word about whether he was on the field. So I, Evan said that I'm not sure that's true. Yeah, I don't. I that would be I missed something big if if he yeah, was. Yeah, I, 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 I tweeted he wasn't, and people blew me up and were like, "No, he was definitely on the field." So. <laughs> oh, I never saw it. He was off. He was off with his, you know, helmet off and being mad. Yeah, yeah, he was that, sitting on the bench a lot. That was yeah. not the great leadership moment, by the way, for him. Like that—that that was not a good look for him. Well, yeah, but if he's injured and he's pissed, I get it. He does not think, and the camera's searching him out on the sidelines after he just took a hit and thinks he's not going to play again. Compare when that has, to Sherm when he blew his. That's a tough moment for a player. You can't it be is. a leader all the time, you know. It is. But remember, Earl Thomas also flipped off Pete Carroll on a. You know, that was a little worse. Yeah, I'm gonna say that was a little bit worse than being mad. There's something with safeties. Hey, hey <laughs> Jeffrey, we go on for a little while, so I don't want to keep you if you want to jump off. Um, yeah, I will. Uh, hey, you guys, this is awesome. I had a blast. Um, I could just talk shit all day about <laughs> um, football. I love it. Um, but thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks yeah, for man. coming on. And where, what, what's uh, new coming from you that people should be looking out for? Oh, God, I got a couple films coming out. One, it's called Shrine, uh, Sam Raimi, uh, uh, Sony picture uh, deal. Um, and then I, I, I back to The Walking Dead. We did a couple episodes in October and November that start airing in February. And I go back to work on that in three weeks and I'll be shooting for about a year. So, um, you know, I, I, that stuff's all coming up. Season Man, 10 Sam is Raimi excellent. Is- Sam Raimi is one of my favorites. Uh, so this uh, six episodes we just did, yeah, it was sick. we added another six, the COVID six episodes to season 10 and then season 11 and 12. We're basically combining two years uh, into one and finishing the show. So that'll so be are, it. Are the zombies like wearing masks now? Is that part of the, are they COVID protected or? They're or... COVID protected. No, yeah. I, uh, we had to uh, put, people that are zombies on lockdown the whole time we were shooting it was it, it was a crazy deal well crazy um, deal cannot thank you enough for joining and it's just great to meet another hawks fan um and uh hopefully we'll see you again if nothing else we will uh, shout you out on twitter yeah yeah i'll stay in touch and uh, you know if we play great i'm gonna call in i'm just gonna be like <laughs> you guys You're always I'm, welcome i want to come in and talk we can talk about all the it's therapy we last week anytime therapy, anytime man take right, care cool. 
Thanks, right. man. Thanks, Appreciate it. Lot, man. See ya. Thank you. Nice to meet you all. Yeah. So I, um, you know, there was the, the after the Redskins game, we came or the the uh, uh, Washington football team game, I should say. Um, I kind of came on and had to put on the role of, hey, this is uh, a better game than you guys think. Yeah. I actually honestly feel like the Seahawks are if, 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 great from one to 10 in terms of my expectations for the playoffs. I'm at about a seven for them. Yeah. Like I'm not at a three. I'm not like this team is like heading for disaster. They're going to lose to whoever they play. Everyone's going to have an advantage on them. And I think that what we've been saying, Evan, you've been saying this a bunch, Jeff, you, you, we've all been saying this. You want to see that one spark on offense where Russell starts getting locked in, where he starts getting, starts yeah. getting the rhythm and you feel good. Yeah. There's no reason that can't happen in the playoffs at some point. Yes. It's, it's tough competition, but you know, I think, I think that's every reason to think that they're going to beat the Rams next week. It's going to be tough. You don't feel good about it, but I think they're going to beat the Rams. And then you don't know. I, I, I just, I've never this whole season been scared of the saints. That's oh, I'm not me. scared of the saints at all. I'm far more scared of the Rams than I am the saints. I, I agree. I'm I, it. That's why, that's why this Sunday is actually like so big to me because they're like, if we win Sunday, I'm like, pretty confident we're going to go to the end have we gotten the final do we know if it's sunday or saturday yet no it'll come out sometime soon i think that's tomorrow or or tuesday they announce they usually release it during the like the sunday night game oh better they better make the saints play on saturday so camaro can't play but the saints play the bears (laughs) that's such a i was really hoping arizona would win today then you would have got the bears or the cardinals i would have felt so that would have been just a breeze so go ahead jeff oh i don't know i'm just a little like i thought they should sit the starters today and now jamal and jaron reader hurt wait 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 you said they should sit the starters yeah i I thought like a lot of people said that that. what the fuck dude you're making shit up no i was saying it in the chat the whole time i kept saying yeah like after the first quarter like where the game was just the Saints were already up big. I was just like, there's no real point of this. Pull the starters. And now, uh, not happy. Okay. There would have been some big questions, though, if Jamal had gotten seriously injured or somebody else had. I guess, man. I'm what, not saying what? it was the wrong decision. No. I'm just saying. But, like, the Packers were up 21-16 until, like, late in the, in the Seahawks. When the Seahawks were down 16-12, to 12, the, the, the Packers-Bears game was 21-16, and the Bears had the ball. So, I don't know what you guys are talking about. You could I was talking most- much earlier than that. Yeah, but th- that just yeah. makes your point worse. Like, why? <laughs> like just because you were emotional about it doesn't make it a good choice at that point, right? I just, yeah. Okay, that's a fair argument. I mean, I don't know. Like, this is a situation where the Seahawks had a real shot up until the end to, to have home field over the Packers. Yeah. That would have been huge. It's just guys. I don't want to be a downer on this podcast, but part of, part of my Seahawks soul is just hurting from like starting five and zero and getting expectations that we are going to get the one seed and somehow that we we're going to pull it out. 
I think I'm over that though. I think the way the offense has played the last seven games has kind of made me feel a little better about that because we just feel like a different team. Like it just didn't seem realistic at this point. So is this like the bargaining stage in the grief cycle? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, I'm kind of over it. I'm if we were still rolling and we just had that little screw up. Sure. I'd be really pissed off, but the way Russell has played and the offense has played, I just, it's easier for me to accept at this point that this is kind of what they are. They kind of look like the three seed. I I've never, I've never felt this way about Russell the way I do. Right. It's, now. it's hard to watch. It's, it's a real, I have no confidence in him right I, now. I am not confident in saying he is going to bounce back in the playoffs. No, the Rams. I'm not confident in saying that at all, actually. And that's scary. It's going to be a lot like last week. <sighs> yeah, I mean, one thing that, that I walk away from this season with, for sure, is there was a lot of folks that were kind of um, taking victory laps after five games that the nerds were right and that just passing more is all that the offense needed to, to be great it's pretty clear that just passing more and early down passing is not enough. Like the quarterback still has to play well. The offensive coordinator still has to call a good game. The defense, if they're shitty, like can affect the outcome. So like this notion that like, because of this statistical evidence that we've got that all you need to do that all Russ needed, all the Seahawks needed was to be early down passes and pass centric. And all of a sudden it would unlock the whole offense. I I don't know if that's what people were saying. Oh, oh, I think definitely saying that pretty only clearly what as, they've been saying that as that's the only thing they needed to do to suddenly be amazing. Well, there's a lot of like defense doesn't matter takes and that's t- to me, it's that it's just not that simple. Like I, at least maybe I was reading different tweets. I don't know. Well, what, what, what was your, what, Je- I mean, Jeff, you, you have, it sounds like you have a similar point of view as me, but, but, but Evan, like, what, what do you think it, they were saying? Like that the Seahawks needed to pass more in early down neutral situations. And, right. and, and they have done that and they've actually stuck to it. There's been this kind of like late season narrative that the Seahawks have gone away from that. They're like still top four in the NFL in early down. So they, they really haven't gone around, gone away from that game script. I, I actually, I didn't see what happened today on the, you know, on the stat sheet, but um, I think the, the tale of, of where, why this offense has gotten broken is Russell's playing like shit guys. Like, like if you stick Evan Hill in, into the fucking quarterback position and you make him throw the ball twice on first and second down, the offense is going to suck because it's <laughs> fucking me. Like, do you see what I'm saying? Like, obvi- like, obviously the players have to execute. Well, Russell is playing like shit. This is why I was saying it earlier. It is the elephant in the room. This team is not going to go far unless he gets back in rhythm. And there's no signs of it. And Brian said it a couple weeks ago, but Brian was kind of the first one to say, like, I'm a little more worried about the offense than the defense. He was. I I was. The thing that he said a couple weeks ago that's kind of jumped at me is that they have no bread and butter plays right now. Mm -hmm. And the thing that I struggle with is I struggle to see what they're trying to do. Like there's some people that will say like shoddy IDs, a lot of things in pre-snap and all this stuff. Like there's, there's ways you can make life easier for the quarterback, whether that's play action passing, whether that's design rollouts, to tight ends in the flat. It just seems like they don't do that. And they stick to, this is who we are kind of thing. 
And when a quarterback's struggling, you kind of typically adapt to that. And we've talked about their issues adapting all year. I still struggle to see other than hoping that Tyler or DK runs past their players and coverage or what are they trying to be right now? It's hard to see. Well, it's funny you bring that up. And Jeff in the fourth quarter, when they got down, what was it? 16 to six, six, right. I mean, it's kind of impressive. I mean, for all the frustration, it was impressive that they made a 10 point fourth quarter, like not beginning of the fourth quarter. That was like kind of mid fourth quarter or something come back against that defense. And those were legitimate plays. It wasn't like they just like, sure. They, they drove uh, twice down the field, but here's the thing. The reason I was bringing it up, that was the bread and butter. What was it? It was stretch plays and then bootleg play action off of those mm-hmm. um, or bootleg play action and then runs. That's where Russell just feels like it seems like he's at home when he's on the move, he's getting out of the pocket, he's making quick reads. And if they're not there, one of the best decision-making situations for Russell of all of them is when he's rolling out of the pocket on a bootleg. That is the only time he will reliably throw the ball out of bounds. If he doesn't have an open receiver Mm -hmm. or he'll just run, stretch the ball out and get a couple of yards. Yeah. He almost, he's almost never going to throw a pick in those situations. It's only when he's in the pocket that he's getting sacked, that he's, you know, having those issues. So, I would like to see their their bread and butter be pretty much similar to the way that either McVeigh or Shanahan play, which is a lot of run, play action, bootleg, like, you know, misdirection plays. And then the only other play that should be an absolute bread and butter is the slant to DK. Like that should be part of their arsenal every week. And and they need to force people to, to take that away. So I don't know. I mean, it seems to me that should be pretty obvious. Um it just hasn't been. I'll be honest with you guys. I'm already over this game. Doesn't fucking matter. That game, yeah. That game was It hard. doesn't fucking matter. Like, like nothing that happened in the previous 16 weeks matters anymore. It's all no. about Sunday. Yeah, no. And yeah, Russell has looked like shit the past eight weeks and nine, nine weeks. I could talk about it forever. I'm still angry about it. I'm upset about it. But reality is, is they've got to get it together on offense to inspire confidence back in me, at least. By the way, you asked on early downs, even in this game, it was yeah. 31 passes to 20 runs. So still okay, so. 57%, you know. So they have they really have not gone away from that script. Like that's who they've been all year long. Yep. Whether it's been productive or not. And their and their EPA on rush plays was higher than pass, but their early down EPA was higher for pass than it was for rush. Um, By how much? It was 0.17 for early pass plays. It was 0.11 for early rush plays. Okay, but that's pretty productive for a rush play, though. Yeah, I mean, I thought for the most part, the run game was more disappointing than their pass game today. I thought they got stuffed in the run game, and I think that really gummed up the works. And then when they started getting some passes, and then some, like, then it started moving. So, I think I think I think you talked about the stages of grief. I think we're still trying to figure out who this team is to Jeff's point, identity wise. I think what this team is, is it's, it is dependent. People don't want to hear it. It is dependent on them having some ability to run the ball effectively and pass the ball effectively. I think if they can only pass and they can't run, I don't think that, well, 
they could only pass, I'd take it. <laughs> but yeah. I don't I don't see them being a team that can really put up points just as a passing team right now. I think they need the the benefit of a, a decent run game. Sure. Especially this week. Yeah. Because I don't see the deep passing thing working too well against the Rams. All right. That was cool having Jeffrey Morgan on. He was awesome. I appreciate that he's like just a really emotionally fucked Seahawks fan like the rest of us. He's you, dude. <laughs> like he's he was... just he's just he's just us. Like but he's he, but he's a celebrity, you know. You, you should ask him to adopt you. Like... <laughs> dude, I dude, I want his beard. If I oh. if I'm 50, Yeah, that was awesome. Look at if I'm fit, if I'm 50 and I have his beard, life is great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like some like some celebrities you talk to are like totally out to lunch, like don't live in reality at all. Yeah. It was awesome that he was just like us. He seems like a really cool guy too. Yeah. He, yeah, he's been, I'm just glad we could make it work. And for people that don't know, it's been in work in the works like all year all long. Year. I think, I think Brian, you even like maybe hinted at it like week one, you were like, <laughs> yeah. you were like something related to a bat and it was Negan's bat is what you were hinting at. Yep. But you know, it took till week 17, but maybe, maybe he'll call in randomly, you know? I, yeah, this could be, this could be a lot of fun. And he, he, you know, there's other folks we might bring on as well, depending on how much fun we do have. Um, I, I can sense you guys are losing steam. So, so uh, Evan closing statement for you, Jeff will come to closing thoughts for you and then uh, I'll wrap it. Yeah. The, I mean, it's like what I said earlier, like the past 16 weeks just don't matter at this point anymore. You know, I, I'm, I'm going to mentally move on from this game. It's all about the playoffs. Now we've got the Rams either on Saturday or Sunday. It's a big, big game. Obviously they have gotten the better of us in, you know, the past four years, I think they've won five of eight matchups. This is, this is a big, big game. They have, you know, probably the number one defense in the NFL. We have a struggling offense right now, but a surging defense this offense can get it together against this Rams team, it's going to bode well for, for the rest of their playoff journey. But that's a big question mark right now. So, you know, Russell's the elephant in the room, but we'll see what happens. Jeff. Yeah. I, I'm, I hate this matchup. It's, it's very upsetting that we have to play the Rams again. I hate, they, they, I just have a mental block with them, but from the Seahawks perspective, hopefully everyone stay healthy, stay away from friends and family we saw Brandon Shell got a bit of a scare this week, and we saw the COVID numbers go up pretty significant in the NFL this week. And it could be a two-week thing if a guy gets COVID. So hopefully the Seahawks are healthy and safe, number one, and hopefully we get some good news on Jamal because watching that game the other day, Jamal was such an impactful player when we played the Rams. And having him, if especially if Walford's playing, the kind of pressure he can bring, I think he's critical to this game. So – it sounds like Jared Goff is a big time. Maybe it doesn't sound promising for him. So we might have a quarterback we've never seen before, but to me, it's if Russell plays a relatively good game and they have a good plan, Aaron Donald, the Seahawks should be able to win this for the second time this year. That's, that's a great call on Jamal. I mean that he's, he's a big part and I did not like the look on his face or his body language in general. Um, but you never know what uh, a night of sleep and treatment and, and, you know, he's going to play like, there's no way he's not going to get on the field with it. Like, unless it's a broken his whole career for a the question is just how healthy, how, how effective he'll be. So I think he'll play. I think we're going to get Brandon shell back. And I think that's a big deal. Especially um, I think, uh, you know, we'll see on the Jaron Reed thing that actually he had a couple sacks in that game against the Rams. So that would be a big loss to, to, to lose him, but we'll see. 
this is only going to be the second time in this Seahawks history that they're going to play the Rams in the playoffs. Um, the last time they played them was 2004, um, uh, probably before Evan was born. But uh, they lost that game to the Rams 27-20. That was the uh, – I'm pretty sure that was the Bobby Ingram, you know, drop at, at the end zone at the end of the game loss um, with, with Matt Hasselbeck. Um, it's going to be interesting. We don't generally play division opponents in the playoffs when we do. Um, like it's been the 49ers in you know the NFC championship game and that worked out pretty well, but they're tough. It's not going to be an easy game. I don't think anyone's expecting it to be. Um, I'll tell you where I am heading into it. I think Sean McVay has run his script against Pete Carroll. And I think Pete Carroll's got a defensive approach now that makes the Rams offense really tough to succeed. I think, I think the Rams offense is going to have a hard time moving the ball regardless of their quarterback. And uh, that really is just going to mean, can the Seahawks put up 17 points? Can the Seahawks put up 17 points? I think that's the number that they got to have in mind to get to. And I think they can. This guy Uh, could turn the ball over. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, I think that's a huge factor in this game. How great would a blowout feel? It's it's unfortunate because... How great would that uh, feel? But this is a game where like you really miss not having fans if Walford is playing. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. I, you know, I do want to call out a couple of players we didn't mention. Um, Benson Mayoa, the guy's been the last three games has completely flashed. He was a nothing for most of the season and he's been a good player the last few games. It's a really good call. That sack was legitimate. And I think it's important. Rasheem green had a pretty good game today. Um, and so we'll see. We'll see. I think Jordan Brooks led the team in tackles today. Another guy. I thought Shaquille Griffin had a pretty shitty game. Um, I thought KJ Wright looked awesome today. KJ was great. Um, Ugo Amadi. Ugo Amadi had a terrible game. Really? He yeah, he had was terrible an today. Awful game. He was uh, getting beat coverage up. by like guys off the street. He had multiple communication errors. Third down stuff. Yeah. I, yeah. I thought he was awful. Hmm. He had his worst game as a Seahawk, as far as, as I could tell. Wow, I'll need to go back and rewatch that because I didn't get that. Yeah, there was some white guy who I'd never heard of, like burned him on third day. Peter Craycraft. Yeah, that guy. Who the hell is that guy? I don't know, but I like saying his name. But Evan, uh, you you gotta have some fun with some 49ers fans today. Yeah. So so I know I keep saying we're gonna leave, but Seahawks are the only team in the NFC West that had a winning division record, four and two, um, in the toughest division in football. And they started zero and two. They started zero and two. And the next four and they won 12 games. It's only that I think the fifth time in franchise history that they've won 12 games. And we, we all know that they should have 14 wins. You know, if, oh. not, if they had just beaten the giants, we'd be talking about a number one seed right now. Or if Benson Mayo stayed on side. Benson Mayo stays on side. One number one seed. So that's brutal. So, yeah, I mean, for all the frustration, this team is, is, uh, is right up there. So, we will have a special playoff edition of Real Hawk Talk coming up this week, this Wednesday. Um, definitely don't miss it. Uh, if you haven't already, join over at patreon.com slash hawkblogger. Get immediate access to the Slack channel. And give us a like. Give us a subscribe over here on YouTube. We've gotten over 6,000 subscribers trying to grow even more. The more we grow, the better uh, guests we can pull on. So uh, please, please share. Um, please like. Please listen. 
and uh, go Hawks. Enjoy it, folks. 12 and four, first place in the NFC West. Um, let's go kick some Rams' ass next week. Take care.